Welcome to Civil Discourse. This podcast will use government documents to illuminate the workings of the American government and offer context around the effects of government agencies in your everyday life. And now your hosts, Nia Rogers, public affairs librarian, and Dr. John Augenbaugh, political science professor. Hey, Augie. Good morning, Nia. How are you? When I snap my fingers, it makes you giggle, doesn't it? Yes, it's kind of sort of like you're expecting me to perform on command. <laughs> Which I'm not, or I would throw you a fish. But it's <laughs> it's because of the way we record and the, the I need to, like, start the thing. I know it's weird. But anyway, if anybody ever hears snapping in the background, that's what that's about. So, but we have to kudo Tim, who came by my office yes, yeah. and mentioned that he would like to be the first librarian in the Space Force. Yeah, so... Uh, and we're, so when, we're, when we run the world... And I'm in charge of the Space Force. No, you're going to run the world. Okay, I'm just going to be in your legal counsel. Awesome. Yes. We have to appoint Tim as our space librarian. Yes. And, 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 and uh, listeners uh, were making reference to a previous podcast episode uh, where uh, Nia okay, wanted to be the first secretary of our Space Force. That's right. And I put the website on our LibGuide, yes. on our research guide. So if you're interested in looking at their website, their website is fascinating. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at that. It's fascinating, um, but it's also fun. And so we wished him all the luck in the world with getting on the Space Force and being a librarian in space. Well, and in, in, in perhaps in a future podcast episode, uh, we should go ahead and talk about, you know, how we would um, uh, create uh, a nation out in space, you know, kind of sort of like, you know, what the framers did. Oh, if we're going to yes. colonize the moon, what yes. are we going to do? Yeah, How are we going to do it? You know, like the the, 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 the the framers in Philadelphia, the summer of 1787, okay? Oh, except that was a hot, sweaty mess, wasn't it? Like nobody was allowed to leave and and it was 9 billion degrees and they didn't have air conditioning because it was in the 1700s. Oh, I mean, and, hey, we can replicate I mean, you know. those conditions if you want to. <laughs> I'm thinking, no, that sounds terrible. I, I would think that it's some point arguments become just whatever you want i need to leave like i have oh, yeah. to yeah. yeah i have to leave this building before i murder someone yeah from you're the not heat. yeah you're not a big fan of the heat no you know me on the Bye. other me on the other hand i'm just like oh it's like 100 degrees with you know 70 percent humidity i'm <laughs> yeah. like let's I'd go rather, for a 15 why don't mi- i be swimming at that point why don't we go for a 15 mile run yeah no <laughs> see that's all wrong why don't we go sit in front of the world's coldest air conditioner perhaps inside a freezer <laughs> Like, what is wrong with people? But anyway, no, everybody has to like something. I happen to like it when it's – I like the spring and the fall. I My ideal world is about 70 degrees. Like, if the world could be 70 degrees all the time on all parts of it, one, nothing would grow, so that would be terrible. But it, it would be extremely comfortable. That's why I would love to live in San Diego. Apparently, their average temperature is 72 degrees. Yeah. But their cost of living is something like $9 trillion a year. I mean, you just have to have a lot of money. It's not the most expensive city in the United States, but I think it's in the top 10. Well, and given the climate, I mean, well, yeah. I, I guess you're paying to live where sure. it's extremely temperate. This probably does not shock you, but I pay very little mind to the weather. Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> Considering that in the dead of winter, you came to record wearing cargo shorts. Sure. I it was, it just, was comfortable. Yeah. Yes. I, uh-huh. No. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you ain't right. Um, but anyway. So, so today. So today I, there was. Uh, so I said to you. 
Um, let's talk about federal holidays. And you, dashed clever res- researcher that you are, <laughs> went out and found the Congressional Research Service paper titled Federal Holidays, Evolution and Current Practices. You gave me homework, <laughs> which it's so professorial of you that I shouldn't be surprised. But I read it. Um, Mr. Jacob R. Strauss, who is an analyst on the Congress, wrote this in uh, May of 2014. And uh, we will. I'll put a link oh, yeah. on the research oh, yeah. guide. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. But what's fascinating to me and what I want to talk to you about is sort of this idea that Congress can make all the holidays it wants, but the states don't have to care about that at all. That's federalism 101. <laughs> I mean, they they made, what, five five holidays to start, right? They made— Yeah, it was uh, uh, New Year's Day. Um, what was it? Uh, President's Day—no, uh, uh, what was it, four of them? Washington's birthday, birthday started birthday. out, right? Yeah. Okay. And Independence Day— Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. Yeah, so those were the first four. Okay, and then they added uh, Washington's birthday as the fifth. Yeah, which morphed into now what we call presidents. Right, Presidents, presidents Day, Day because uh, there's been more than Washington. But it's funny to me that they were immediately they wanted a Washington celebration, like they wanted a king so much oh, yeah. in some ways. Oh yeah, that. That they're like, you know what? We'll, we'll just your birthday will be like a big national holiday. Well, of course, also at that time, big national holiday was what, like, fifteen states and yeah, I mean, I mean, a relatively was, small well, amount of people yeah, compared but, to what we have now, but still. Yeah, I mean, but what you're what you're talking about is is the fact that I, I don't think many Americans understand that a national holiday is a legislative process. I mean, it is wholly political, okay, um, and, uh, and, and, and it doesn't matter if a president wants a, a particular national holiday. It doesn't necessarily matter if the states decide on a state holiday. The national government doesn't have to. The national government can go ahead and say, well, these are our holidays, and the states can go ahead and say, well, thanks for sharing. We're not going to honor it, right? <laughs> you know, so right now, Columbus— How nice for you. yeah. So right now, inauguration um, day. Yeah, uh, right. They have an inauguration day, day every four years in D.C. Yes, but only in D.C. DC. The rest of the country can, like, bas- can basically you can basically ignore it, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and immigration immigrate or inauguration immigration. Yeah, right. I can't say it, but yeah. I mean, it's like Columbus Day. Columbus Day is still a national holiday. Okay, but we're now at a point that uh, 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 I think it's only 27 or 28 states actually recognize Columbus Day. Well, and that that's, that's hugely political, political isn't it? Because part of it is, um, you know, the, the, it, it could, he could have been seen as a conqueror type yeah, individual, you know, which you may or may you know, not want to celebrate. Okay, uh, um, Native uh, Americans are like, dude. Yeah, got know, here and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, except didn't actually get here anyway. Yeah, but he's considered Haiti or you know, the Dominican gen- Republic genocidal. Okay, right. Okay. So there's all these yeah controversial. Okay. Yeah. It, it, so, so states are just sort of gently undoing it by just not recognizing it. Is sure. That? Okay. Wait. No. Let's start. Okay. Back at the beginning, because yeah. I have to admit, before you sent me homework, um, she said slightly bitterly. Um, this gave you a flashback, didn't it? It did, to, yes, I, I to when I was your student. I should have given um, you a trigger warning. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, 
I know this sounds stupid, but I honestly thought that most of the federal holidays came out of presidential decrees, decree or, or, or executive, uh, executive orders. orders. Yeah. I just kind of assumed yeah. that, and then now, they were carried because executive orders can be carried on from president, but if they don't undo do it, it, that's right, it's they, permanent. That's right. So I just kind of thought, oh well, you know. Lincoln made this one, and Eisenhower made this one, and Kennedy made this one, and and those are holiday or like Reagan with with Martin Luther King. I just kind of assumed that the president just sort of caveat did that, and according to this, that's totally not true. It comes no. out of the Congress. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple instances where the practice of a particular holiday first gets created with a president declaring such and such day, you know like Armistice Day. But then Congress then has a decision. Do we go ahead and ratify it into law or do we basically just go ahead and ignore the president saying that this is a particular day? Okay. Because again- Or do we treat it as that day one time? Time. That's it, right? Armistice Day- was originally because of World War One, right? November 11th? Yes. November 11th? Yeah. Something like, early it, it, November. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and, and it morphed into or evolved into, after World War Two Veterans Day. Because okay. we got more veterans. Yeah, we have more veterans. I mean, yes, we had more wars. Yeah, we just I mean, went around having you know, wars all over the place. Yeah, so. World War Two, the Korean War, et cetera. So, I mean, but again— that you know, think about, for instance. Um, but, uh, uh, so, wouldn't technically Memorial Day be an Armistice Day, in the sense that Memorial Day started off as a as Decoration Day that, for yes. civil for the Civil War? That's right. So we have always had a thing about honoring, honoring our veterans, veterans. That's right. Whether yep. they have given their lives or. Yes. or you know, they have given their service, and we've always honored that service. So that's been a big thing for us, even from the beginning of the— Yeah. Like, all of the sort of other holidays, other than what I think of as the holidays that most people agree are holidays. Like, most—whether whether one can argue now that there's—that the United States is a Christian nation when it began, it was heavily Christian nation, so Christmas Day makes yeah. sense to me— um, and um, Thanksgiving is an interesting thing because I'm wondering, like Thanksgiving has really morphed into now it's sort of quick eat that so we can go buy stuff, which is so it should be called <laughs> commercialism day. But New Year's makes sense because you're starting off the new, new year, year, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give your give your employees, but it's not all employees, right? Like it wasn't always all employees. No, in fact, they got all of even with the first five. Yeah, it wasn't until, um, uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, uh, a man who ended up uh, becoming a Supreme Court justice, um, uh, Sutherland, he was working in the attorney general's office and was asked to give an opinion as to whether or not uh, federal employees should get a paid holiday because there were, in, uh, in the first decade of the 1900s, Five national holidays, okay, because we added uh, George Washington's birthday as a holiday, right? Right. Um, and uh, the executive branch was asked to give an opinion, and it was um, uh, George Sutherland, who ended up becoming a Supreme Court justice, who said, well, it's pretty much become the practice, so we should probably just go ahead and ratify what has become the practice of giving federal government workers 
including those who work in the local government of the District of Columbia, uh, a paid holiday. Okay, so even that was a kind of sort of truncated process. I mean, it wasn't like when these first five holidays were created, the United States Congress actually thought about giving federal government workers a day off. And remember, we're in, oh it, no, they were giving them a day off. But they it was, whether they were, were paying paid, them or not. Yeah, right. Like because yeah, many agency heads just went ahead and said, "Well, it's a holiday, take the day off." But if but you were paid by the day, day or by, by the, the hour, hour, okay, that could that could, that could seriously so, injure your yes. your financial situation. And, and also remember too, we're not talking about a lot of employees. Because the federal government does not expand dramatically in terms of personnel until the New Deal. I mean, well into the 1920s, okay, uh, the level of government with the most employees was at the state and local level. I mean, even today, okay, uh, the bulk of government employees in the United States are employed by state and local government jurisdictions. Well, that makes sense because there are a lot more cities than there are federal governments. Well, but also— uh, You know what I mean? Like okay, every city has to have okay, but, a certain level of— Okay, that's true. But but remember, employee. funding drives—okay, um, government spending, as we've— t- we talked about in one of our earliest podcast episodes is driven by personnel costs, right? So state and local governments frequently hire more people if they have more revenue and there's more demand for services. State and local governments today frequently are implementing federal government programs. So as long as the federal government continues to be the bank, okay, state and local governments are going to be like, okay. We're going to be administering this program, and we need these people to do so, right? But that's—and I'm glad we're talking about personnel, and we can get back to how national holidays have been created in this country, because it's a political process um, in many different facets. But according to some economists, every national holiday costs the nation, okay, well over $200 million dollars. Okay, yeah, because you're talking about wages being paid for no work. You know, but wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to push back on that a little. Yeah, because because civil discourse, right? Yeah. I'm going to civilly push back sure. rather than just shove you back in your chair, which is you know, regular discourse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's my pushback. I am a state employee. Mm-hmm. And state employees get certain days off, mm-hmm. right? Um, in Virginia, MLK comes to mind. Um, the which university, is a, which is our last created national holiday, by the way. Right, President Reagan, right, yeah. signed it into law, but I'm not sure where it got started in the system. But it took 15 years. Of course, it did. Um, I'm not surprised by that. The I'm sure it was controversial. I'm sure there are lots that are, and I'm sure that there are ones that people want that haven't been done. Oh yeah, we can discuss people, some of those. Ones those that are really have done good. That that people don't like. So I'm sure yeah. that there's there's on mm-hmm. both sides and sort of dang it. But anyway, so 
but let's just take that into for for a moment um, into account. So the university is more more or less closed. There are some parts of the university that are open, but the the majority of it is closed. The library, in fact, runs on a skeleton crew, and so I am not expected to be in the library. However, the other four days of that week, I am expected to hustle. What didn't happen on Monday? And make sure that it happens before I leave on Friday. And I would put to you that the vast majority of employees in the federal government are doing that, too. They are they are taking shorter lunches. They are, you know, you know what I mean? Like they're cramming in because work still has to get done and things still have to be done on time. According to economists, your assumption is incorrect. Well, economists are... <laughs> Boogerheads and they're wrong. <laughs> but I mean, I know I, I know my experience and my experience is is much what you describe. Right. You have is, the day off on MLK. Right. You're not supposed to do anything. Please tell me that you are not really working on your classes or answering student emails or yeah, if there's a holiday at the right time of the, of the year, grading papers. Oh, sure. Or doing oh, right. Yeah. Or you're doing the research that underpins the work that you do. Sure. Right. You're doing all that. It's not like you took that day off and you said, oh, I'm not going to think about what it, congressional law at all, administrative law at all. Nope, nope, not me, not today. You're not doing that. No. You're you're prepping in some way. You're doing something like that. So, I'm not I'm not sure I'm completely buying what they're selling. Okay. I I but I mean I agree it, there is a cost. Okay, but, but I mean. Um, but holy cow! And you and I can go ahead and say that based on our own personal experience, it doesn't happen. But. Um, one of the things that I remember, and I'm old enough to remember this, one of the reasons why uh, the holiday for Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, took so long to uh, be accepted was um, uh, there were uh, some states and some economists who argued that if you created – and we now have 11 national holidays, okay – um, if you created 11th, yeah, there's there's 11 now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I made a face because I'm like, wow, that's almost one a month. You got New Year's, Independence, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Those were the first four. Then you have Washington's birthday, Decoration Day, which evolved into Memorial Day. Okay, so that's six. Labor Day, seven. Veterans Day, eight. Thanksgiving, nine. No, Thanksgiving was listed before. Okay. Uh, Inauguration Day is 9, Columbus Day is 10, and Martin Luther King Jr. Day is 11. Right, although 10 celebrated by most people in the nation. Inauguration Day is not really... It's uh, every four years, it's a national (laughs) holiday. For people in D.C. Do you think that's just because it's impossible to go anywhere anyway? Like... I mean, well, of course, they didn't know that when they made it back way back in the day that it was going to be yeah, but I mean, that it was going to be utter gridlock in D.C. on inauguration day. Well, I mean, it, it, it's like any public policy. I mean, <laughs> what was the intent may not necessarily be the the practice or the reality, right? Fair point. But 
you know, one of the pushbacks on adding an 11th day, now some of it was completely racist, you know, racial, right? right? You know, why are we honoring a black man, okay? Right. Um, I know there was pushback from the southern states. uh, um, Which is rich, considering Memorial Day in some places is called Stonewall Jackson Day. Yes. So, like, I don't want to hear it. Well, I mean, for the longest time, Decoration Day was uh, in the south. You were honoring uh, Confederate soldiers. Right. You weren't not on- all soldiers. You were only honoring Confederate soldiers. Exactly. Right? And interestingly enough, um, uh, uh, one of the states, one of the last states um, that bought into MLK um, uh, uh, as a holiday, MLK Day as a holiday, was Arizona. And the reason why Arizona went ahead and changed its mind was that. Um, uh, uh, economic pressure was put on the state. Uh, the NFL um, had promised to uh, have a Super Bowl uh, in Arizona, and when Arizona uh, was balking at creating, making it a state holiday, okay, it uh, it became a huge, if you will, national media conflict. I mean, it, it was a controversy, right? Um, and it helped drive it. Now, other people say the reason why we end up with MLK Day was uh, Stevie Wonder's song, Happy Birthday, okay, which became extremely popular. But, you know, again— th- th- And if any one person, person could make makes, something happen, it would be Stevie Wonder because oh, sure. he's awesome. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, think about, you know, how many times for various holidays you hear Stevie Wonder's song, I just called to say I love exactly. you, right? Okay. And, oh, well, and, and I mean, every album yes, it, yes. from my childhood forward, they're, they're all— awesome so well i mean hey for sign me, sealed delivered sir Do- i mean like well just, i'm glad, you, I'm know, glad just... you mentioned sign sealed d- delivered because <laughs> uh, according to some historians the origin of that f- expression uh comes from marbury versus madison the infamous supreme court decision really yeah because um uh marbury's commission was signed, signed sealed, and sealed but, but never delivered, delivered oh, right okay that's interesting <laughs> Huh. We should call Mr. Wonder and ask him. I'm I'm betting he wouldn't he wouldn't have time to answer that question. But anyway, yeah. So so let's go back to national holidays, right? Okay. <laughs> well, so so okay. As as Neil, as you pointed out, well, I'm okay. fascinated by Labor Day. I have to say, okay, because Labor Day is. Is one of these things is not like the others, mm-hmm. right? Everybody, everything else is celebrating these big sort of personalities or concepts like like um, Veterans Day and, and those kind of Independence you know, Day. Right. right? You know. And then you get Labor Day. And Labor Day is celebrating the regular guy. Yeah, the regular guy doing yeah. stuff. Yep, pretty much. And I love that. I love the yes. I love the idea of it. I love the there was a phrase um, in my homework. Um, gonna keep bringing that up. Yeah, you are. That says, it's just like that says, grind in the knife. That's right. The use of national holidays is to emphasize some great event or principle in the minds of the people by giving them a day of rest, dot, dot, dot. Um, but then by honoring the labor with a holiday, the nobility of labor will be maintained. Yes. I love that mm-hmm. idea. I like the idea that, you know, but but labor builds 
nations. It's yes. people's hard yeah. work. It's people building stuff and growing stuff and teaching stuff and doing those kinds of things. That's what actually builds a nation. So that's awesome to me. And when it was first recognized, it was at the turn of the 20th century when you had— um, Oh, unions and— I mean, it, it, and again, these, this was a pitched battle between— um, ha, uh, the labor of the new economy, which was in, 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 uh, in the industrial economy, you had strikes, okay? You had uh, the owner class pushing back, okay? Um, and, uh, and, 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 and. Oh, and, yeah. And, this and, is what, 1894, 1895, yeah. something like that? So you're having. Yes, okay. I mean, that's when so, you're so, also so. having all those. Um, Horrible um, industrial accidents Incidents. that are bringing about things that eventually become OSHA much many years later. But yes, that uh, kind of thing where thing workers were saying, uh, you can't just lock us in here with no way out, out because when there's a fire, right? It, Wasn't there a, there was a famous fire in New York. Yeah, and then um, and, and, and you had um, uh, illegal strikes because they were considered against the law at the turn of the 20th century. Um, uh, what, oh yeah, the steel worker, all those guys. The, okay, I mean you and, you don't get a legal right to strike until the uh, Wagner Act in 1937. Oh, okay, so so I mean the fact that we were you know honoring labor. Okay, with a holiday. While we're cracking heads. heads. Okay. I mean, and, and again, it... it uh, the government giveth and the government taketh away. But it, it demonstrates, if you will, the... the the, the 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 difficult history of the United States. I mean, th- these holidays in many ways reflect the if you kind of sort of will the the the, the tortured, often horrific. Okay, um, but in other in, in in other senses, you know the the things that we you know we. I hope we still aspire to, right? Right. The you sort know, of nobler parts of our, of our, our nation. Or, yeah, or of our existence. The right? idea of giving yourself in war to protect ideals. Deals. Yeah. And right. to protect, you know, a nascent nation. Yeah. Which is what you see in the early in the early years, that's about protecting what's still trying to become a become a nation. Okay, um, or you know, if you think about, for instance, Thanksgiving Day, you know, as you mentioned a few moments ago, what it means for many Americans today is okay, we get a really good meal and then we go shopping. Okay, fine, fair enough. But you know, I listen to my daughter, and for her, Thanksgiving Day, and maybe it's because she's got some really good teachers who really, you know, drive home this point. But for her, Thanksgiving Day is she spends, you know, all day <laughs> saying thanks to people. And, I'm, you know, after a while, it gets a little annoying. But nevertheless, OK. But it's a good it, idea. It, it's a good idea. Right. Um, right. And then, what do we give thanks for? Yeah. I mean, and then she asked me. For this food and this know, companionship. You know, Daddy, what do you give thanks for? And, and, of course, I immediately joke, well, of course, you, Mackenzie. But then, you know, I say coffee. And she's like, <laughs> oh, come on, Daddy. But, but, hey. but it, you know. It, if coffee runs your world. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the larger but, point here is right. if you look at our holidays, okay, it really does reflect, okay, you know, so much of our history. Okay, and our values. And our values. And the struggle to get some of these holidays recognized by Congress, right? You know, so I mentioned the 15-year struggle to get MLK Day a national holiday, right? 
um, you know, part of that effort was uh, a representative from um, uh, Michigan, a Democrat um, in the House of Representatives, John uh, Conyers. Um, every year for 15 years, um, proposing legislation to create MLK Day, right? Even though many of his colleagues, most of those years were just like, oh, for the love of Pete, okay, why are you doing this? But there are several people who do that, aren't there? Who sure. bring up things that they just bring up every year. Every like, year, yes. I'm going to keep water on stone until yes. eventually yes. I drip your resistance down, well, I mean, which is clearly what he did. He he dripped down the resistance by slowly building well, I mean, coalitions of people who are like, yeah, that makes sense. And in some ways, MLK Day is about healing national wounds. Well, and you know, in, it's about it's, it's healing national wounds. It's it's what we aspire or what MLK aspired to. Okay, right. Um, and we got a long way to go. To get to that aspiration, but you know, many but if the "I Have a Dream" speech doesn't move your heart, heart there's something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, right. Because it's an incredibly powerful. I mean, I have my students in my intro class every semester read it. I'm like, you know, guys, okay, this is one of the signal contributions that the American democratic regime has made to political theory. Okay, this notion that you know, um, you know, we, you know. We can dream that there will be a raceless, classless society, that our children will go ahead and have an experience that will actually be um, uh, the deliverance, okay, of the promise of the American experiment, right? Right. Because, you know— Right, that there will be enlightenment. Yes, right? Biggie. Yeah, right? Um, and of course, many of them are just like, "Is this going to be on the exam?" But you know, hey, okay, yeah, you're killing me, Smalls, <laughs> right? Um, okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, but I yeah, mean, no, that it, question it, gets okay, asked. But though. I mean, even Independence Day, and, and mind you, I don't participate on social media all that much. But you know, I'm the one who goes ahead and you know um, has you know the the Queen of England, you know, saying you know, uh, Happy Independence Day, you ungrateful, you know, you know, former <laughs> colonists, blah blah blah. But I mean, if you think about Independence Day um, and how many Americans, that's like the one day of the year they'll think about the Declaration of Independence, right? Now, I go ahead and joke in my classes that it's just a, a bunch of well-written complaints, okay? But, it is. Okay. And they're very well-written. But it's a theory. It's a theory about human existence that was basically challenging the norm, so when I see young people today challenging, you know, norms or systems or political parties, et cetera, you know, I try to remind myself they are doing what our ancestors did. They pushed norms. The civil rights movement of the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, they were challenging laws, okay, and existing norms, I mean that's part of the right. that's part of the I'm I'm a person and I'm an equal, equal person, person and you will treat me as it such. Is a that's right. So you know if you think about these national holidays, I mean, and 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 by the way, um, uh, at least during the Obama administration, I don't know if the Trump administration still does this. Um, they actually had a link, 
okay, where you could go ahead and submit ideas for national holidays. Now, some of them are just completely far-fetched. Oh, really? Okay. What, um, what do you have in your pocket? Okay, so um, uh, uh, the company that owns Anheuser-Busch beer <laughs> wants to create a national holiday for the start of Major League Baseball, Okay. You know what? There are probably a bunch of Americans who would be oh. like, I'm on board. I can see your hand waving. Yes. Yes, we see you, Augie. Yes, right? You and Saladino were the first, yeah, we the would first people in the line. National holiday. Okay. <laughs> the entire country should you know, shut down. There should be free admits to baseball games across the country, whether it be major league the whole way down to you know, minor league, right? And if Or it, or there should be exhibition games. Yes. Right? Just yeah. exhibition games everywhere people but it go should, it and it should they be a watch. national holiday right okay. <laughs> you're behind this one. Oh, i'm completely behind it um there are some folks oh uh, the economists wonder how much we would lose if we did that <laughs> okay well speaking about the economy right except that people would buy oh sodas and and hot dogs and baseball caps parking and, and you know yeah, merchandise everything that's not the ticket <laughs> yes they'd spend all that money on other stuff um there are some who have posited that the day after the super bowl because so many americans call in sick after the super bowl because they like maybe they overindulge they overindulge in a- in a variety of ways. ways. Okay. Including yelling at their televisions, <laughs> right? which, you know, okay. is well, apparently part of the Super Bowl. Well, hey, uh, uh, or the, uh, there have been proposals to go ahead and make the first weekend of the uh, March Madness, the college basketball. Oh, because more people in the South, at least, are on their computers. Oh, it's across the country. their teams, watching stuff. They're, they're in local sports bars, but they're also... Like looking at their brackets and doing all their stuff. Like, it's a whole thing. I had no idea. Oh. Okay, so here's the thing. I lived in Utah when I went to college the first time, and then I moved home mm-hmm. um, back to North Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. And oh, um, hey, I was huge living in basketball country. Uh, right. And I was living in Durham. Durham. Oh. Hello. Right. <laughs> yes. So between UNC State and Duke, Duke. I. I was like, oh, I didn't understand that I have moved. It's almost like I moved to a place where there's a required religion. Yes. And the religion is basketball. Is college basketball. And if you don't know who the teams are and what their standing is, and if you haven't made a bracket, you, like, people shun you. Yeah, you're you're social outcast. It's like when the Amish drive up in a Mercedes, right? Like, they're like, oh, no, you're not Amish anymore. It's the same. Well, it's not the same, but but it's it's amazing. I'm going to clarify something, um, gently correct something you just said. You said UNC State. Okay, there's UNC. UNC. No, I said UNC, State, and Duke. Okay, well, you said it. Because there's three schools. You pulled it all together. Oh, no, I went to NC State. (laughs) Trust me, I know there's a difference. And and I'm just going to go on record as saying I am ABC. Anybody but Carolina. Because I'm because I went to state. And by the way, this is a really good example of civil discourse. Um, because uh, are you a Carolina fan? Oh my goodness, yes, I am. Well, I like you anyway. <clears throat> in fact, Despite your your clear misguided choices in life. In fact, both Saladino <laughs> and I are UNC. What? <laughs> yes. Oh, I might have to rethink my feelings about poli sci. Now I got to find out what Newman and Twig and. Kamimia, he, he 
in Freud's time, what they what they care about. I, 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 I don't know. If, I, I don't know if they necessarily follow college basketball, okay. but I can tell you this: there are three political science faculty here at VCU who are huge Carolina fans. Burdett, Saladino, and me, and I just gave you the shall we say the seriousness of our fandom. Okay, it is Burdett, <laughs> Saladino, and me. I see. Right, um, but yeah, uh, yeah see, so, yeah. And, but you can't live in yeah. Durham yes. and not be swept up in that world. So and, I could see where and, and economists some, are like. If you said to people in North Carolina weekend, yes. that that Friday needs to be a holiday, okay. they'd be like, "Well, it's already a holiday. What do you mean? We don't go to work anyway." <laughs> <laughs> like, like, thanks for recognizing no, what we're, we're already, already doing. doing right? <laughs> well, it, 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 and here's the other thing about national holidays, and, and, and I don't know if you caught it in your homework, okay, but uh, the fact that they're on Mondays. Yes. It's a big deal. Yes. Okay, so so it, it's, a, it's a, wait, it's a law. You have it in here in my yes. homework. Yes. The Unified Monday Holiday Act yes. from June of 1968, which I guess made things... Mondays instead of the day they had been picked. Like yeah. Memorial Day was May 30th. and Which could have happened in but, the middle of the week. So you have this issue of do you have employees who basically go ahead and say, well, since the holiday's in the middle of the week. I'm going to take Thursday, Thursday and Friday, Friday off. off. Or Monday and Tuesday off. Okay. Is that why? Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I just kind of, I honestly assumed that they were making a long weekend. Mm-mm. Right, nope. Saturday, nope. Sunday, Monday. Nope. Oh, but they were trying to prevent right. super, super long, long weekends. weekends. That's right. Oh, okay. Yes. I yeah. wouldn't have guessed that. And I've... wait, so there's one, though, that got moved back. It was moved to a Monday and then moved back. Um, I think that's Veterans Day. Yeah, because Veterans Day is now. Uh, it's back on November 11th, yep. whatever day that. Yes. And yep. if it falls on the weekend, then you celebrate either Friday or, or Monday. Monday. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because the veterans are like, what are you doing moving us to a Monday? <laughs> we don't care if people take middle of the week off. What's wrong with you people? I did not know that's what that was about. So that was preventing yes. larger scale vacation-y type, type things. Yeah. In, in, in Veterans Day, kept, it kept on being jerked around. It was in November. Then it was moved to the last Monday of October. And veterans groups were like, uh-uh-uh. Okay, we already have one. Armistice Day was was a specific specific day. day. Yeah, that's right. And And we want to be as close to that specific day. And, oh, yeah, by the way, October already had Columbus Day. So quit jerking us around, okay? And it's kind of sort of funny because if you think about it, a lot of our national holidays, okay, at least four or five of them are within a two-month period of time. Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and MLK, okay? Right. (laughs) The the fall and winter. (laughs) Yeah, right? Okay. I mean, they're jammed. I mean, it, it, so again. They're squished in there. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 and we have a kind of sort of different work life cycle, right? Because we work at universities. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we've mentioned before, like I, when I say to my mom, I have to wait to do that till, you know, intercession. My mom's like, what the heck's an intercession? Right. <laughs> I've worked in universities. universities 25 years. Yes. And she's still, I I. No, my world revolves around August to December, January to June. Well, yeah. January to May. Yeah. And then June and July are the summer session. Yes. Like. Yes. 
That's how life works. That's how vacations work. That's how you know you, know. you cram your your doctor's appointments. Uh, yep, okay, into um, okay. You get repairs <laughs> done on your house, your car, etc. <laughs> all during that period of time, and and, and and you know, and I've had during the breaks. You right. know, various service providers are like, you know, well, why not? You know, uh, uh, a Monday in February. I'm like. Because uh, no. it's not spring break. break. It's not spring break. <laughs> I, I'm teaching. And they're like, yeah, but you need this medical procedure. I'm like, well, it's going to have to wait till either spring break or the end of the spring semester. Those are your basic choices. Right. And they're like, it's your body. And I'm <laughs> like, like, OK. Yeah, well, but I can't okay, be, I can't get in until yes, okay. spring break. Sorry. Because yeah, I'm not going ahead and taking <laughs> off two or three days. OK, for this. Right. Right. Because um, then you have to find somebody to cover your class or you have to find something for people to do. And there's all this drama. Yeah, no. But, but, we, our world doesn't work. That way. But because I've worked with another an, uh, uh, a large number of federal and state government employees, I mean, they all joke that basically their their work cycle, okay, is um, you know middle of January until basically like Thanksgiving. Because once Thanksgiving hits, you got Thanksgiving. Then they come back from Thanksgiving and they work two, two and a half weeks and then they have Christmas. Okay. And basically Christmas to New Year's. Well, you basically hope that there is like no, you know, crisis, you know, national, you know, national security. Because <laughs> there's nobody around. You know, nobody's around. Okay. And really, you kind of sort of hope that, you know, our enemies or Mother Nature waits until like after Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Okay. Because that's when everybody expects to be back at work, right? And I'm just like, okay. Well, and they're also their fiscal year is different than our fiscal year. Like their fiscal year ends in October. Uh, September 30th, and their right. and their and their fiscal year begins on October 1st. Right. Whereas ours runs from July 1st to June 30th. Yeah. Right? So we, I get all messed up when yes. my friends are my friends in the federal government say, "Yeah, we can't buy that until like my friends who work in federal libraries say, yeah, I can't buy that until October.' October. And I'm like, why that? Oh, right. Because you don't have money yeah. until then. Yeah. But because we work for the state, okay, by October. Okay, our bosses are already asking us, "What are you planning to do?" Okay, in the spring, right? So, what we, conferences are you going to try to go to so I can see if we have any money or yes, we have any? Yeah, yeah right, okay. right. Because we'd like to buy some new office chairs, and we need to know if we have enough money or not. Yeah, there's, it's, it's a whole different animal and, and, how it works. And, and holidays affect so much of our, if you will, work. And, and for that well, matter, in family existence, and the and the schools. Oh, good lord! When schools get out for a holiday, oh, there's a lot of drama. Sure, because if if the school if the state recognizes something, but the federal government doesn't, doesn't yes, then parents have to take off of work. If they're federal employees or, or if find they're... Day, or find their daycare. So right. I, 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 uh, uh, me and my ex-wife have a situation for next Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday primary. Virginia is one of the states, right? Um, and in Virginia, many of the polling sites are public schools. Right. Okay. So, you know, one of the, you know, when uh, Henrico County, where our daughter goes to school, um, when they came out with the calendar, okay, by the way, the calendar for this year was like released in late uh, 2018, <laughs> right? Okay, it's like the federal government yeah. budget. They plan way ahead, yeah, yeah, and they have to, <laughs> right? right? Okay, because they have to know, you know these, these things. things. That's right. Um, you know, one of the first questions I asked because it's Tuesday, and that's when I have my daughter is, okay, 
is her after school care open on that day? Otherwise, it's bring, you know, daughter to work day. <laughs> Unofficially. Right. right. Go get her and bring her and say, here, play with my iPad while I teach yeah. congressional, uh, constitutional law. law. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which, you know, hey, my students love because, you know, they got something else to look at other than me. And, of course, my daughter is much more adorable than I am. Right? Yeah. Well. Okay. Uh, uh, but, and of course, Mackenzie loves it because... Everybody wants to talk to her. Yeah, everybody wants to say hi. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, hey, you have such friendly students and colleagues. I'm like, no, Do I, I. <laughs> no, I don't. What are you talking yeah, about? Friendly to you. Okay, but speaking of voting, right? I was going to ask you about that because yes. okay, so tell every me why, year, every year, tell me why we can't have a national holiday for voting day. Well, we could. Wait. So I know that one of the arguments is, yes, but some people still wouldn't get that day off. That's true. People who drive buses, people who, yes. who are public transportation, transportation. people who, who run um, restaurants and stuff like that. They can't just close, right? Like, so some people wouldn't get the holiday off anyway. But wouldn't it benefit a large number of people? Sure. Sure. There are many Western, Euro, Western European nations that have their elections, okay, uh, uh, either as a national holiday or they have their elections on weekends, okay? Right. And their voter turnout is significantly higher than the voter turnout in the United States. And history. Well, okay, wait. So picture your. It's the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November, right? Yes. You get out of bed. You roll out of bed. You have to get your kid to school. Yes. You have to get yourself to the gym and then to work. Yes. um, Because that's your routine, right? And you have to teach, and then you have to go pick your kid up from school. Where is the time... Yeah. Either you take her to the polls with you, which is great because your kid is mobile and well-behaved. But if you didn't have one that was mobile or you didn't have one that was able to able to be yes. at a polling place for whatever reason, reason. Right. So then you then you drop them off and then you're trying to run around and and get it done. So you either have to leave work early or come into work late so or not go to the vote. gym or you right. know, not schedule particular meetings. I, I mean, mean, it's it, it, it's, it turns into a lot of drama. Yes. yes. If it for was a person a holi- who has a kid. Yeah. Or I mean, hey, I mean, you know, if it's you have less a, drama for me. But even if you have other family members that you take care of. Okay? Right. Well, that's true. OK. And well, independent. OK. What about America? Or, or if or, there's or, a family with one car or some American who have like two or three jobs. Right. Right. I mean, I mean how do they get... Because, you know, with some jobs, there is so much, okay, supply that your employer could easily go ahead and say, uh, no, I'm not giving you time off to go vote. And if you take it off, don't come back. Right. Now, you might say, well, that's a really crappy boss. But on the other hand, okay. That guy's got to cover hours. Got to cover hours. And there are plenty of other people who want your job. Right. Okay. So, I mean, if it was a national holiday, and, and, and my students have heard me say this for, you know, well over 20 years. Make it a national holiday, right? Um, what would it hurt? Well, okay. and the other thing is, we talked earlier at some length about the idea of values. Yes. If you value a thing, thing. then support the, the thing, thing that you value. Yeah. Right. If you, what you want is for people to vote, then celebrate the idea of voting and not with a sticker that says I voted, although that's lovely and I'm happy the county gives me one every time. But 
but celebrate it with the inspirational ideas the way you do other major holidays. Sure. This is a thing yeah. we support because it is little d democracy, the right thing to do. Yes. It is the right thing to do to encourage people to vote and to celebrate voting as an act. Yeah. Like, if, you, if you're going to talk, go the vote talk. and then go see Hamilton. You know, like, go. Yes. <laughs> Well, I mean, but but what or whatever. But what studies of nations to where uh, election day is a holiday? What they also demonstrate is the huge economic impact it has, because in many communities in those nations, it is truly a celebration. People go to vote, and then they go ahead and have parties. They have, you know, depending on the time of year, cookouts, okay, bars, restaurants do tremendous business that day because it's a celebration of their nation, their culture, etc. Right. Okay. Um, you know, if that— It if, could be 4th of July. It could be 4th it, of July in— Yes, in November. In November. Yeah, right? I mean, it could be a— Okay, and— and, and a, a national—a celebration of that which is American. And instead of it being a work day, which presents another barrier to a whole bunch of Americans working, and I get it. Some people criticize and say, well, you know, if voting is that important, you'll make the sacrifice. Yes, I guess I could not go to the gym. Okay. Or yes, I could go ahead and come in late to one of my classes or make sure that I don't have a particular class scheduled on, you know, Tuesdays. Because you're not going to be fired from the university for doing that. No, no. I mean, what yes. I'm saying is yes. you have a benefit. Fred, yes. You have a benefited yes. position in that yes. sense. Sure. Uh, you might get called on the carpet, maybe. On the other the, hand. By on, the head of the department. But, but, but yeah, you, how many times? But if have you were working an hourly job. Yes. Yeah. And you had to clock yeah. in and yeah. you clock in two hours late. That's just two hours late. You don't get paid, paid for. for. That's right. And so people say, well, it's your patriotic duty. Well, yeah, but I also have to feed my kids. That's my patriotic duty. Like. Yes. Yeah. You know, know, we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Before you get to self-actualization, the bottom level of the hierarchy of needs, okay, are things like, okay, food, security, okay, housing, et cetera. Okay. The kinds of things that you kind of sort of need a job to like pay for. Right. Um, And uh, so, yeah, and you're right. I mean, and think about how in the last few years, We've received uh, communication from upper university administration telling us as faculty to be understanding if our students, okay, um, miss class because they're voting or they are volunteering at the, you know. At the polling sites or with the the various parties. parties. That's right. Right, because we want them to be active. active. That's right. We want them to be politically active. We encourage that. And we, I think, get time. Sure. There's a, volu- a volunteer time that yes. the university allows yes. for people who want to go work the polls. Yes. So if we're going to talk the talk, let's walk the walk, yeah. right? And um, Well, and let's make public transportation that day free. free. Yes. Free. <laughs> yeah. Like, Subways, part of buses. the problem is that you can't get to the polling place because you can't yeah. Yeah. physically get there, let's do whatever we can sure. <clears throat> to make it free. Buses are free, subways are free, everything's free that day. I know that would cost a lot of money, but 
Okay, but again, sometimes you have to invest in order to walk. get democracy, right? Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go ahead and say that voting is important. Okay, um, you know, there are a, a few things here that we're talking about that would make it so much easier, and 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 we know this, and it doesn't. It's not just Americans. Okay, it's it's what, people and democracy. What's the stop on that? What do you mean? What's the stop on getting a a, a voting day holiday? Well, I mean, all you'd have to do is convince the Congress to go ahead and create it. Surely somebody brings it up. Oh, sure. It each get, time it gets proposed all the time, but it it gets it gets uh, sent to a committee or a subcommittee, and um, then it dies. Mr. Strauss, yes, the the writer of my homework, <laughs> yes, said he says <laughs> several times, which I want to credit him for. Um, Whenever he's talking about it, he only brought up a couple. He didn't bring up the ones you brought up, um, which is interesting. He only brought up a couple of recent <laughs> holiday legislation things. But are you laughing at me? Um, no, I, I like the not too subtle dig at me because yeah, hey, I brought up the hey, post Super Bowl national it. holiday and um, the, yeah, no, he who was, started the baseball season. <laughs> he's looking at ones that are slightly more likely to become holidays. Um, but. He always says things like, "Hey, don't the joint the- resolution was referred to the House, blah 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 blah, blah yeah. committee, and no further action was taken." Mm-hmm. He must say, "No further action was taken" about six times in this report, and it, I guess so. That's what happens. Yes. Is that Mr. Conyers would bring up, you know, we ought to have a Martin Luther King holiday, and everybody goes, "Aha!" Uh-huh, and they put it to committee. Yes. Where it just sits. Yeah, because remember in our previous in a previous right. podcast, committees committee can kill things by simply ignoring them. Yes, committee chairs can go ahead and say, oh, "Let's table that for further study." Let's table that um, until a week from never, <laughs> yeah. and then that's the end of that. Until I'm no longer a member of Congress. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Until I don't have to deal with this anymore. And, 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 and by I the guess, way, do so, not discount the passion of sports fans in regards to some of these becoming holidays. I'm just saying. I, okay, I'm just saying. I, well, if you got sufficient number of people elected to Congress, I suppose that they could. All you know, and and and, and but to your larger point, um, you know, uh, this gets this gets proposed with some regularity. Let's make uh, Election Day a national holiday. Um, but until you can go ahead and have interest groups mobilized to put pressure on members of Congress. You know, that's that's pluralism. That's interest group politics. That's group theory explanation of public policy. Okay, Um, you're going to have to make it worth the while of members of Congress to actually take action on this. It shouldn't take that. Well, maybe in an ideal (laughs) world, it should not. I mean, they should just do it because it's the right thing to do. Dang it. I'm just saying. I, well, okay. okay. And, 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 I, I get why, and I and there are some groups within the government, not within the government, but there are some groups, sorry, that are around the government in various ways, lobbyists and that sort of things, involved in policy, who don't particularly want to see a large turnout in an election because then you have, then your results become more even more unpredictable than they currently are, which I think would be amazing but there you go so that that also may be playing part of it is that is that groups that want to see that being a national holiday 
are maybe not as loud or as powerful as groups that would prefer to see the turnout not be. Sure. I mean, because 80 I mean, percent. Like, does Australia have something like a 90 percent turnout on there? Yeah, it, it's pretty regularly well over 80 percent. Yeah. Uh, what in the world? I mean, what would have first of all, <laughs> if we had hanging chads, we had to count for that many people. We'd still be looking at the 2000 election. So there's a part of me that probably should be grateful. Um, but also, you, you, there would be no question about a mandate. Oh, hey. With 80%. Because oh, yeah. yeah. what did Ronald, didn't Ronald Reagan say something? You would know this because you know all these arcane things. Um, <laughs> d- uh, I say with love. Um, oh, yeah. I picked up a lot of love in that one. No, no, no. But Reagan said something about you only have to be a, elected by the majority of the people who of the people who vote yes right like it's not yeah. you're not elected by the majority, majority of, of the people, people. No. you're elected by the majority of the, the rather small group of people, people who voted that come out to vote yes and yes you know that's a that's terrible yes for us to have a democracy where we phone it in in that way, or we just let other people vote. Well, I mean, and you point, and you I mean, point. How many, how many people in the United States vote percentage-wise? Do you know? Uh, typically, it it, it hovers uh, around fifty to about fifty-three, fifty-four percent of those eligible to vote. Now, understand, a whole bunch of Americans aren't eligible to vote because they never register. Or in most, in many states, uh, they can't vote because they are a felon. Okay, and a whole bunch of them are under the age of 18. eighteen. So you're talking about millions of Americans who are not eligible to vote because of either age they're not old enough, two they never registered to vote. Okay, and even states where um, they make it really, really easy for you to register to vote, there are a whole bunch of their citizens who don't ever register to vote. Yeah. Aren't there some states where they talk about having, when you go to get your driver's license, you're automatically registered to vote? Uh, yeah. And and actually, um, that was a federal law. It's known as the Motor Voter Registration Law, where each state has to give you the option of uh, registering the vote when you apply for a driver's license. Okay. Okay. But some states make it even easier. You can register the same day as you vote. Oh, okay. Okay, Virginia is not that way. You no. got to go ahead and register beforehand. Okay, and Virginia still requires a photo ID. Right. Yes. Okay. A lot of states do that. Yeah. Yeah, they still do. Okay. Um. Uh, but I mean, if 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 you want to make if but, you want so if it's fifty three percent of the people who are able to, to vote, vote, then in the United States it's probably what thirty percent of the population, twenty five percent of the population. Um, for presidential elections, you get closer to about forty percent off year elections. It's where you just mentioned. Okay. Of the entire population. Uh huh. Yeah. So you have to win a majority of forty percent of the American populace. Sure. Yeah. And the other sixty percent can go hang because they're not. Yeah. They're yeah. not. They're not in any way engaging in the. Yeah. Now process. Most political behavior scholars are like that is a, a problem in a democracy, but others are like, hey, those who are eligible, okay, to register to vote who choose not to, um, 
you know, we oftentimes don't survey them because they're not the folks who usually respond to surveys. So we don't know why they didn't register to vote. Are they disaffected? Do they not care? Are they actually satisfied with others making the decision? Right. They're they're not voting may, in fact, be voting. Yes. After a fashion. Yeah. Okay. Like, y'all go ahead and pick. I'll be fine with whoever you yeah. choose. See, okay. I don't feel that way about anything. I don't want other people to pick what I'm having for dinner, let alone who's <laughs> going to be president of the United States. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty much uh, uh, enough of, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I got this. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. But, well, when I'm president, yeah. I'm going to require everybody vote. I don't know how yet. I have to work that out. Haven't we discussed this in a previous <laughs> podcast? Yeah, and I think you told me I couldn't do it, and I'm just going to ignore you <laughs> and figure out a way. By the way, presidents frequently do this. and it's Ignore it's, you? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's face it. Every governmental decision maker should probably ignore me. <laughs> but I'm talking about the fact that um, most presidents at some point or the other will ignore the advice and counsel that they receive from, you know, the White House legal counsel, the White House staff, the their, secretary of whatever. Their personal constitutional. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Expert professor. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, and, and there actually is an office uh, in the executive office of the president. It's called the White House Legal Counsel's Office. Right. And their only client is the president. Uh, but. That's their only client. But but it's the office of the presidency. Yeah. Not the president. Yeah, but there is like only... in the sense of they they don't represent him in private court cases and stuff like that, right? They only represent no. okay. the it, White House. House. Okay, well, it's... Meaning the office of the, the president. Yeah. So they go and throw themselves in front of things that are unconstitutional or that he's likely to be well, I mean, in let's, trouble for, but okay, constitutionally, but, but they don't like, they wouldn't defend him in a criminal case. No, but you just went ahead and said you're going to issue an executive order forcing all Americans to vote. Right. Okay, the White House. No, legal. no, they would be leaping yeah, they, in front of me trying to stop me from doing Yeah, that. they would issue a memo that says, uh, President Rogers, you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> and you might go ahead and say, well, thanks for sharing. That's right. Uh, uh, I can't hear you over the sound of me doing it. This I, is me writing my name on the bottom of it. Yep. I can't hear you as Air Force One is, <laughs> you know, flying into the sky. Because right. I'm president and you're not. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so this degenerated a little bit, but. Um, oh, good Lord. Yeah, they uh, often that, do, that, they? That's yeah, a first. That's us. Yes. So, but really. Okay, so Neil, let me ask you, since you, you're usually the one asking questions. Okay. Okay, in this conversation. Okay, uh, other than having Election Day be uh, the, uh, a national holiday, uh, off the top of your head, what other national holidays would you like to see? Huh. Um, you know, I, I, I would like to see, I don't know how, whether it could be a national holiday or not, but I would like to see some sort of celebration of the First Nations people, of, of Native, of Americans. Native Americans. Okay. Um, I think that they have long been overlooked and their contributions to American culture have been overlooked. Um, and I understand that there are, uh, there have been 
attempts made also for some sort of um, Latinx cultural day. So I'm wondering if what we ought to have is some sort of cultural, like celebrate. What the melt, melting pot that yeah. is America? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Where you where you yeah. talk about all the the huge um, uh, contributions that all of the cultures have made yeah. to to making us who we are. So maybe something like that. I could see something like that would be really appealing and would be um, a nice again support of our values the idea that i mean when we are at our best not when we are being petty and small but when we are at our best yeah what we do is we say everybody here contributes something and everybody here matters right like that's yeah at least that's what i was taught as a kid everybody here matters so i mean maybe two, if we had something that celebrated that it would yeah, be yeah nice. there's uh, two thoughts that come to my mind um for national holidays uh, one is um, recognition of women's suffrage, which is the 100th anniversary is this year. Um, and as we'll probably discuss in a future podcast episode, that will be the focus of VCU's uh, Constitution uh, Day lecture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one that comes to my mind, and it might be part of what you just mentioned, but um, you know, Statue of Liberty Day or Immigration Day. Okay, Um, because, um, you know, again, America's history of immigration. And again, we've not always been good about how we address immigration. Right. But we are uh, in many in in many ways, not always, but in many ways, a nation of immigrants. Um, And um, uh, I would actually like to see that. uh, considered again, you know, I I could be. Can persuaded. I just say that yeah. the firestorm that that would bring? Oh sure, holy sure. cow! Yeah, sure. But, um, but but I would like to see the discussion. But a holiday yeah. might also help us work towards Which, better the, um, policy implementation as we go forward. Better with, consideration, better understanding. Right. Um, um, because isn't that part of what a lot of these, these days are about? They're yep, about yeah, yeah. I mentioned this when we uh, early on in uh, this particular yeah. podcast episode. Okay, it is a reflection in many ways of what we aspire to. Right. Okay. As much as it is uh, the you know the contributions, the sacrificing uh, uh, of, of of a whole bunch of people. That went before us. Right. When I was a kid, and I know we're going to wrap up soon, but I want to tell you this really briefly. When I was a kid, my my mother, um, on Veterans Day, we would take, she made cupcakes and stuff like that. We would take them cookies cookies and cupcakes. There was a kind of an old guy's um, uh, spot in our town where they kind of all hung out. And a lot of them were World War II veterans. And we would sit and listen to their stories because sometimes... That's what that's that's what they need is to tell their stories and to connect sure. to other generations yeah. and explain what it was like. And some of them didn't want to tell stories and they didn't. Right. Like nobody got pushed. But some of them and they didn't tell 
what I think of as war stories, because I was a little kid, they didn't tell war stories, you know, like, you know, and bombs were blowing and people's heads were falling. Like, they didn't do that. But they told about walking through fields in France and how it smelled and how it looked yeah. different. And yeah. it was different from North Carolina, these boys who'd never been anywhere else. And all of a sudden, here yeah. they were in France. Yeah. And uh, one of them, I'll never forget one of those, one of those <laughs> gentlemen explained to me how um, cows sound different in France. And and they don't, but the 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 noise that the kids make for a to indicate a cow is not moo, because that's not a common sound in the French language. It's a different noise. And oh, so okay, gotcha. He was explaining that when little kids would tell you where there was a cow, cow. Okay. they would exp- they would make the noise, and he was like, "What the heck is that noise?" Right? Because. <laughs> And it took him a while to figure out that's what they meant. And he said, so that's, uh, he said, I'm just telling you, French cows speak different language than our cows. <laughs> and he, he was this great Southern old guy. No, from no, 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 no. I mean, North Carolina. I mean, on Veterans Day, uh, um, it makes my, me happy to think about it. And my mom and my grandmother still do this. Um, they go out and uh, buy small American flags, um, go to the oh, cemetery mm-hmm. where they yep. uh, have plots already bought and reserved for. Um, and for every tombstone that recognizes a veteran, they put a small American flag there. Yep. Um, and My as mom a, does that for her brothers who served. Um, they, they buy a couple hundred. And, and I'm just, they do oh. it every year, right? Um, and I and as a kid, I was just like, oh, we're going to the, you know, the cemetery. And they were like, hey— you know, whether we liked a war or not, whether we understood a war or not, uh, these people sacrificed. Yes, right. these people sacrificed. Yep. Um, and um, uh, and we should honor their sacrifice um, and never forget their sacrifice. Now, as I got older, I was just like, okay, and I understood better. Right. Okay, it, it made more sense. Um, well, and now yeah. we're losing our really older veterans. Yeah. Like we've lost almost all of our World War II veterans. Yeah. Yes, yep. And we're going to start losing our Korea veterans, veterans and then our Vietnam veterans. veterans. yeah. And it's, you know, we need to listen to those stories and pay attention to what they have to tell us. Yeah, I, yeah, um, uh, there are so there are so many scholars who point out the importance of um, telling tales of anecdotes yeah. and folklore. Um, um, but I'm glad we we went ahead and talked about federal holidays because I got to admit, and you know this, um, I'm not one who usually celebrates holidays. Um, uh, you know, I I just work. Okay, but you would celebrate the heck out of a baseball holiday. I probably would. <laughs> I would get a text with a picture of you and Saladino you know, at some park somewhere, some ballpark, with the entire gear, gear on, on, with hot, hot dog, dog and, and a beer, and a beer, grinning like fools. Rolls. Like we're at the game. game. Where are you? Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is I, you know, and that's great. Different holidays mean different things sure. to different people. I'm not. <laughs> I like Independence Day, but I'm not yeah. like huge on it. But my sister lives in Atlanta. They have a great show, and she loves it. Like they do. Oh sure. Sh- sh- big. Yeah. And I'm and I imagine the one over DC in DC is beautiful. But so different holidays for different people. Um, but in doing this research, um, it forced me to think about um, how holidays are more than just you know, a day off or a paid day off. Um, 
Uh, it made me think about federalism because states don't have to go ahead and follow the national holidays. But also, um, as the uh, research from uh, Jacob uh, Stress, uh, you know, points out, you know, they speak to uh, what we have been as a country, what we may aspire to, um, and perhaps how we can get better. And anytime um, a holiday or any day can lead to that kind of reflection, I think is a good thing. And the language is pretty. Yes. In a lot of the yes. things. Yes. Um, one of them is allow this day as a holiday with pay so that they might not suffer loss of wages by reason of joining in paying their respects to the memory of those who died in the service of their country. country. Yes. Like they're they're written in these sort of solemn, yes. beautiful language. Yes. So um, if I can find them, I will go out and link to the different yeah, I mean, to the different pieces for the different holidays if people want to go and read the language. Uh, I mean, now our it, language is a little less floofy, but I'm assuming that if we came up with a new holiday, we would go back to language. Well, like that. Yeah, yeah, well I'm glad you went ahead and mentioned that because I mean, just the, the, the rhetoric, right? Right. Okay. Uh, I do love congressional rhetoric sometimes because sometimes it's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I mean the, the the kind of soaring. Again, you mentioned you know I have a dream, but I mean there are some laws that have purpose statements to where I'm like. Why can't more congressional statutes have this kind of of uh, energetic, lively prose? Okay, right. to where when you read it, you're not like, "Where's where's my blanket and the pillow so I can take a nap?" Right, right? and this is the worst run-on sentence in the history of humankind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, because right? they often start off with that. The first paragraph is one sentence. You're like, "Okay." Are you just anti-periods and capitals? Are you, you punctuation know, of any right, sort? Exactly. We just we just throw grammar out the window. So yeah, they're 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 beautifully written, but yes. they're also written from the right purpose, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So thanks for talking with me about it. Oh no, hey, I'm I'm, I'm glad you uh, you had this. I'm sorry I gave you homework. No, I'm I'm bitter, but I'm glad. <laughs> I'm I'm full of depth. Um, actually, it was a really good read, and I would suggest people read it because it's actually not very long. Sometimes congressional um, service uh, research service reports are interminable. Um, this one is not. It's really well written, and it's about 10 pages, so it's not very long. Yeah. I would encourage people to read it, yeah. and uh, we'll put up a link. All right. Thanks. Sure. You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries. Opinions expressed are solely the speaker's own and do not reflect the views or opinions of VCU or VCU Libraries. Special thanks to the Workshop for Technical Assistance. Music by Isaac Hobson. Find more information at guides.library.vcu.edu discourse. As always, no documents were harmed in the making of this podcast.